but they may not be enjoying it. They may be hating it. They don't like their life. And then what we do is we often see kids flip to the other side and Parents may sit back and say, my son's a failure and so forth. No, they're uh, emotionally and mentally burned out, and uh, they don't like where they are. There's this importance of making sure that our kids know they're loved, Mm. they're cared for, they're secured. It's not much different than our life in Christ. Welcome to Weary Dads. I'm here with my co-host, Pete Weary. Your dad. Yeah. And then uh, this is your host, PJ Weary, uh, your other co-host. And today we're going to be covering parenting and pressure. Uh, and this was suggested by by Coach here, uh, based off of the Simone Biles situation in the Olympics. Do you want to go ahead and uh, describe that a little bit for anyone who's not familiar? Well, I think most of our listeners will know Simone Biles is uh, probably the most decorated gymnast in the history of um, the United States uh, Olympic team. And uh, when she was at uh, the Olympics this year, she, um, I believe, was on the, uh, I want to say it's an apparatus and she twisted and lost uh, kind of uh, focus and sight, which I guess is a really tough thing for a gymnast. I think you need to talk more in the mic, and, sorry. And then, and then uh, long story short is she stepped away. She stepped away, and when she did, she was vilified uh, by a number of people, and then she was supported by a number of people. But it really comes down to mental health, and it comes down to dealing with pressures. And I guess the first thing I thought when I heard all this is everybody has an opinion on it. Just it, it overwhelms me. With so little information, too. Th- that's it. I mean, so many people know exactly what to say, what to write. She's a quitter. She let her team down. We have no idea what is really going on. And someone would say, uh, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Some would say, we really just need to, you know, let go. We put too much pressure on these athletes. And it's like, I mean, to be at the top like that, there's going to be pressure. She's dealt with pressure before, but there's something bigger. There's something bigger. And I think when I've listened to some of our podcasts, sometimes the theme constantly comes back to social media. I think we're living in an age where... You know, I just saw a uh, a short about the Olympics of a guy from, uh, I believe it was North Dakota. He was an Indian. And he, in 64, he won the uh, Tokyo um, 1500, and he wasn't supposed to win. Found out he was a diabetic. Uh, is it t- two? Level two? and uh, uh, Type two. Type two. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Type two diabetic. And long story short is he wasn't really supported because he was an Indian at first and it all came together, but no one even knows his story. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, in 1964. But Uh, I will tell you, baby, if it was today, it would have been front line. There would have been uh, opinions. There would have been, you know, mocking or uh, distrust. 
in, in our system. And I think there's just this overwhelming, going back to something we've said before, I don't know if it's always good we have so much information out there. There are certain things that I don't think uh, we need to really just know about and so forth because we are in those people's shoes and we haven't lived their life. And so when we talk about this pressure in parenting, I see it an awful lot. College and high school athletics, college, high school academics, hmm. college, high school fine arts, life, young people, teenagers, measuring up via dress. And then, so what kids will have a tendency to do is they'll just flip to the other side. I don't want to be like everybody else. I will not dress like anybody else. And then they go to a totally different avenue. And then they dress like a bunch of other people that are not dressed like everybody else. It's just, there's so much pressure. And I think we as parents, first thing I would say about this um, episode is we need to be aware of when we're pressuring our kids. Yeah. Even going back to what you you said earlier uh, about social media and how you have this sounds like a pretty incredible story um, and actually something worth maybe having an opinion on. I don't know. In 1964, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the story. Right. But one of the things is because of the way journalism works in a world of uh, click through rates where Mm -hmm. like if you click on the website, it's a win. So everything's about the headline, all that sort of thing. People are constantly looking for any situation and trying to turn it into a front in the culture war. Mm. And it, it's like, you know, some things can just be themselves without being dragged into every single agenda. And uh, it, it, the kids get caught up in this. Kid, uh, kids do? Kids get caught up in this. Kids, who, who else gets caught up? In oh, it? of course, adults. But, yeah. I, but talking about parenting and pressure and talking about even Simone Biles, I mean, she's 24. Yeah. She's still, I mean, she's just out of college. We put so much pressure on her and we're looking at it. I mean, the way that people treat 24 year olds in the business world is completely different. They're like, ah, you're just a kid, you know? And it's, it's a really scary thing because we, because it's social media, people are not allowed, kids aren't allowed to fail gracefully. And this is something I'd love to touch on with, when we talk in the next episode about kids and comfort zones. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to give, uh, humans are going to make mistakes. People should be able to fail. Um, and especially children, because kids don't know the ropes yet. And so when we talk about parenting, you have to give them a place where it, you you can't put the pressure on them to be perfect because even adults aren't perfect and certainly not kids. Okay, so interesting. Uh, probably should be more informed as I speak on this subject of, you know, Simone Biles, but she said something. She's 24. She just got out of college. I don't even know what her college experience was, but I am pretty confident that her college experience wasn't like the average college student because uh, they... Uh, you know, I'm around Division One athletes, and people will say these kids have it made. They're getting free college. Well, the truth is, they are owned by the system, and someone out there right now is going. But they get free school. I understand that. 
There's academic scholarships, there's leadership scholarships, and some of that can amount to almost close the, the same uh, giftings, okay? Not totally, but there is money out there for everybody. But I will tell you, <laughs> for a Division One basketball player, they are up. And they are at weights at 6. And they have team running at 7. They are taking only, and people will be shocked to hear this, you talk about pressure, they're only taking 8 hours probably in the fall or 6. And somebody out there is going, how's that pressure? Because then they have individual workouts. And then they have practice. And then they have travel. And I know I'm now you know, going over and over. But I have been on basketball trips. And there is no other way to say this. The time flies. It is not fun. And, well, study on Can the airplane. Can you imagine being an, I mean, you're talking about college basketball. I I mean, I have to imagine it's the same, if not more intense for a, an Olympic. Like, oh. the, it, it's insane. It's got to be so much work. Well, it's, it's, you'll hear this statement said, wow, I get to wear the jersey of the United States of America, and that is an honor, and it is a privilege, and it is something for something to someone to aspire for. But I will tell you, just in the very nature of how they say that, exudes this amount of pressure. I yeah. am representing my country. I'm representing 350 million people. Right. And then the statement, <laughs> why aren't they representing? Because there's something wrong. No one just quits. There's something wrong. And we yeah, she have wouldn't to... have worked that hard. And then, yeah. Right. And, 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 but even that's not even, let's get into the opinion. I remember, you know, before my parents were believers, I remember walking into my dad's office and there was uh, the great slogan, uh, like on a picture he had, and I, I'm going to butcher it, but it's basically, you know, walk a mile in a man's shoes before you judge them. Right. And showing empathy and understanding. And as a parent, if you are going to be successful, you better have a gauge of emotional quotient of where your kid's at. And when you're sensing that they have too much pressure on them, when you're putting too much pressure on them. And again, because of what I do around college basketball, when I go to AAU tournaments, I am bewildered sometimes by the a uh, pressure that is placed by parents on kids and on coaches to play their kids because they have this dream for their kid <laughs> to be something that, man, I'm going to be honest with you, they might not be. And I love the statement, don't let anyone squelch your dreams. I get that. I understand that we ought to chase as far as we can. But... I was in an AAU tournament, and I got knocked over by some security guys. I wasn't totally decked, just moved away, and I turned around, and there was LeBron. And I will say this, LeBron is not the average-sized <laughs> human being. He is a monster, and I mean that in a good way. I, I say that kindly about LeBron. He is gifted. He is 6'8", 250, and he looks... And he plays point guard. He can play the two. I thought There's he was one, 6'10". No, he's only 6'8". Only. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's only. not his shoulders. I am telling you, he is a mountain. And when I say all that, no matter how hard someone works, they're not going to be able to do some of the things LeBron does. Now, he's worked hard at other things. That's not what this podcast is about. But it is about putting unreachable, uh, un 
attainable expectations on your kid. I want you to be this. No. Figure out who hey, you're, you're six foot. You're six feet tall, and you have a two foot vertical. Um, Are you talking to me? I'm not six foot, but the rest is pretty true. <laughs> I, I'm six foot tall, and right. I have a, I have like a one and a half vertical. <laughs> I feel better. It's just I, I just the the uh, this I watch it, and I watch kids buck up under it, and act like it's okay. But then I see them after a game they've lost, mm. and they're sitting around being demeaned. Yeah. By an adult. Well, and, and so, and this is where I think we could get into the parenting side of it. Uh, I think we've painted that picture of pressure, and obviously, uh, we both have a little bit of. A, uh, you have a lot of background in athletics. I have a little background. I've seen it. I've done some basketball camps, and even seen mm. way. And I, yeah. I've, I've coached at a lower level where the parents were honestly pretty nice compared to what. It, and even then, parents could get just like, "Oh, it's my son." What are I think one one thing that's really important here. There is the amount of pressure you put on a kid, and there's the purpose of the pressure. And kids know the purpose of the pressure, and that makes a big difference, too. And that really influences what type of pressure and the amount of pressure you're putting on. So what are, uh, if we can just like kind of walk through those different types, what are the different purposes of pressure from parents? Um, so, one, you know, it's interesting. Let me start with one... Um, uh, and I, there's there's two sides to this, but parent parents who don't want to be ashamed. So like their kid, and this is where you have a kid who's not performing an athletic level, and the parent maybe was, and their kids out there and they fail, and they fail because they're below average. Which if you think about that, half the population is below average because that's the way averages work, and the parent can't take it because they feel embarrassed. Not embarrassed. Not, not even embarrassed for their kid, embarrassed for themselves. And like, you're making me look bad. So obviously that's a negative one, but that's definitely, I've, I mean, I've seen it, right? Yeah. I mean, the if, if you know, it's funny because you could throw that one out. And then I thought, I think of the one of just a parent reliving their childhood through their kid because they were the below average athlete and they want to see their kid. And and so now we've talked about we keep going back to athletics, but let's let's go to other areas. I mean, let's yeah. a, a below average student, you yes. know, um, above average student, whatever those. And uh, I think we could go. There's so much pressure uh, put on kids to be successful today that there are studies being shown that. Grades are easier now to get, so that the kid doesn't feel bad. I got an, I got an A or B if I can't get less than that, or I can't get into this school. If I don't get into this school, I'm a failure. And I think we all need to look back and sit back and go, you know, not not everybody needs to do that. There are people that are successful and and whatever success is, right? But I mean that people that are impacting society that didn't go to Stanford. That didn't go to Harvard, you know, and I just people who came who came to success later in life from a sideways route, and that's yes, fine. It's a, that's and, okay. Even I think you, I need you to be careful. Say it was sideways route or a different route. Sure, Cause, sure. Because uh, well, we have say a, it's a, we have a cultural norm route. It's right. like. Mark Zuckerberg went to Harvard, yeah, dropped boom. out, making mm-hmm. Facebook, Facebook, and he right. now rules the world. You know, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Um. I remember a meme, and this isn't just to like just. Mark Zuckerberg has his own issues. 
We all have our own issues. Right, right. I mean, I remember, like, uh, he literally did a Facebook live stream of him smoking, like, I think it was, like, 12 pounds of meat in his backyard alone. And everyone was like... <laughs> like where are the people? <laughs> right, right. You know what so, I mean? It's yeah, like right. So the the purposes that p- parents do this is um, caveated. Sometimes I want them to be the best they can be. And uh, what do you mean by being the best? Because the purpose you may be saying to, to excel at this, but that intense pressure may push. The, there are studies and there are examples of kids stepping away from what they did when they were 16, 17, and 18. And when we talk about kids in comfort zone, I think that's why it's huge to open up the door for your kids to do a lot of different things. Yeah. To let, let them, them ex- experiment. Yeah. And experience different things. But it's, I want them to be successful. Well, at what cost? Yeah, and what in the, are you defining success correctly? Because exactly. their success may be they're in this school, but they may not be enjoying it. They may be hating it. They don't like their life. And then what we do is we often see kids flip to the other side, and uh, parents may sit back and say, my son's a failure and so forth. No, they're... Uh, emotionally and mentally burned out, and uh, they don't like where they are. There's this importance of making sure that our kids know they're loved, Mm. they're cared for, they're secured. It's not much different than our life in Christ. We are in good standing in Christ, no matter our fears or failures or anxieties or wants. Well, everyone, and like this is a very common known fact. The first picture of God that everyone gets is their father. Okay. Right? I mean, and that's like, so if you can model the love of Christ to your kids, no matter what else you do, that is unbelievable. Um, I, I just want, I had these written down. So I wanted Please. to go back to the, the, the purposes of pressure. Yep. And so we have the, we have the, the parenting that, uh, and it, it's kind of the same thing. There's parents who are uh, concerned. They want, they want to be so proud of their boy, you know, and a lot of the times this depends as much on the kid's ability, right? Yep. You have the parent who doesn't want to be ashamed and okay. these aren't definitive categories, but they are like, there are situations I've seen in my head or in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the classic one you mentioned unfulfilled dreams. I think we've all seen that where yep. it's like a parenting is now like, I couldn't get into, you know, what was that? Oh, man, what was that video, that movie about uh, the guy who went crazy, who's a great recruit, but his his dad, like, pushed him way too hard. And his dad always wanted, he played for, he was, like, in minor leagues for his, and he, like, ran up. You told me he oh, ran Jimmy up to Oh, Jimmy Pearsall. That yeah. His dad, from Waterbury, Connecticut, played for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, folks, look him up. His dad... Uh, he he let a ball. His dad had him play shallow center field because he would hit balls over his head and he could go get them. And he missed a ball in a game one time. And his dad, the game was over for two hours. He hit balls and made him chase it over his head. And in the video, in the movie, he true story. He hit a home run and he ran backwards. I think all the way around the bases, touched home and ran up and jumped up on the a screen behind the plate and said, "Is that good enough, Dad? Is that good enough, Dad?" He just broke. Oh, so. Frightening, no. yeah. No. Like, I mean, and and we'll talk more more about this with comfort zone. Like, you definitely want to push your kids. Like, there and you know that goes into some of these other purposes. Um, there's the really cynical one, but I mean, I know you have seen this, mm-hmm. and it's painful. 
there's financial incentives from no, parents. I mean, from, from athletics to, I mean, you know, you have the stereotype of like, I, you need to be a doctor or lawyer. Um, athletics, we, you've literally, I know that through your coaching experiences, you've seen dads who had left their kids at three, all of a sudden they show back up in the kid's life when they're, when they're playing well. Yeah, all of a sudden the dad wants a piece of the pie. I mean, that's a common story. If you <laughs> if you are in the AAU circles, you have seen that story. Well, this one I'll tell you uh, 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 just to give folks an idea of the, the amazing uh, breaking down of family, and yet a kid being uh, just overwhelmed. There was a kid in practice, and he has not seen his dad in like fifteen years, and the uh, coach told me the dad showed up at practice. Son went to pieces in practice. Was terrible. He hadn't seen him in fifteen years. All of a sudden, he, now I don't even know if that's really. I mean, you want to talk about pressure? Yeah, that that that's just pain. That's yeah. not even pressure. I think it's beyond pressure. That's like he, he's then like he's questioning: Do I was I ever loved? And I think that goes back to our premise of you got to you got to caveat everything you do, man. What's best for my kid? Because I love them. Okay, and then you have those kid-centric ones. There's two, I think, kind of kid-centric ones that are not great. One is, and some of this goes with the unfulfilled um, dreams. Kind of like I don't want them to make the same mistakes I did. And some people's parenting is literally driven by that premise. I don't want them to have the to go through the same mistakes I did, the same pain. And it's driven by it's literally like regret parenting. Yeah, and the truth is, I think, I remember hearing this said, don't give your kids some things, or give your kids some of the things you did have uh, that were hard because they were part of your growth. Now, yeah. I, I look back at failures and, you know, at the time you don't like them, and I remember thinking, man, maybe I wasn't getting it done. And then in the long run, I learned, you know what, that was part of me maturing and growing and you know, I guess I would say that there are there's going to be pressures in life. We just need to be aware of how it's going and what I'm doing to support my kid in it. What was the other kid centric? Um, the kid. Uh, so two other kid centric ones. One is like I just want to make everything easy for a kid. I know we talked about that. Everyone talks about like you have the helicopter parent who just hovered around, and then you have like a, you. I think you call it the lawn. The lawnmower parent. I'm going to pave the way for my kid. Oh man! And I, I saw. I saw. Like I'm like, why isn't your kid? solving these issues for themselves. I'm like, you're literally handicapping your kid. You're making sure your kid will not in the future be able to handle these situations because you're handling it for them. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to adults who are like, once I hit college, I didn't know how to do my own budget. I didn't know how to, it's like, whew, I, I didn't know how to show up to a job, um, all that sort of thing. Yeah. I think what you're doing there is you're talking about parental pressure on kids. That's Parental pressure on themselves. Parental unpressure. Yeah. yeah. No, well, parental <laughs> pressure. I, I don't think the kids are putting the pressure on the parents. They're choosing to allow that occur in their life. Right. And, um, you know, this is something where we have talked about the importance of discernment and wisdom. And I think you need to, you, you need to be aware of who your kid is, what they can and cannot handle. You handle things different than Drew does. Yeah. Okay. And um, I can remember getting in the... That's my younger brother, in case yeah. if anyone's joining us. Yeah, we have two. He's not worthy to be on the podcast, and I hope he listens to that. 
There, there. I can remember getting in the truck, and we're talking about making mistakes with kids and parental pressure. I can remember getting in the uh, truck. We had a um, shoot, uh, what, what, a Toyota pup truck. Are you talking about me or Drew? You, you. The yeah, two okay, of us yeah. got in a truck. Zero to sixty in three days. I used to always joke with the boys. <laughs> little brown pup truck, and I'm driving it. And uh, PJ just got done with the seventh and eighth grade game, which I had coached him, and I was going through the whole thing. You know, you did this, you did and I'll never forget you saying to me, "Dad, can we talk about something else?" <laughs> and I was just like, my first thought was, "Why?" Okay. It's just because that's not what you wanted to do, and you didn't. So I can remember probably driving, and we were on Ironwood Drive. We lived on Ironwood Drive probably for the next half mile going, well, what do I talk about? I mean, that's what I do. I talk about the game. And it was probably the best thing I ever heard you say to me in regards to athletics and pressure. But I almost could say something to you, and you just move on. That's why you said, Dick, we talk about something else, because it didn't matter to you. It's not that big a deal. Drew... Would not want to talk about it, and then all of a sudden he'd start talking about it, and then he'd rehearse oh it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he'd rehearse Poor it. Drew, he's gonna get dragged. Him, no, and he'd beat himself up for it, and I'd be like, Drew, move on. Like, the truth is, both of you are special. Both of you are gifted. Both of you in have different ways, in just different ways. Yeah. And I, to this day, and I want every parent out there to hear, I am so thankful that you are both different that you're both different than me, that you both have gifts and talents in areas that I don't. And I think it's important as a parent to recognize that in your kids and then to uh, do what you can to accentuate their gifting, but also allow them, if somebody loves something, they're going to put pressure on themselves. Hmm. They, they don't need undue pressure from you. I, you know, I'm going to jump in here. I, I hope that someday they'll listen to this. The best three-point shooter in college basketball, Fletcher McGee, has all, most three-pointers. Got had the privilege of seeing him play in high school. Actually, between his junior and senior year, I did workouts for the uh, first academy, and he was on that. So you just leave him alone. He's really good. His dad and he, and I don't know the full story, when he was younger, his dad was putting pressure on him, and they had a kind of a, an agreement, which may be a breaking. It was hard, probably. But I said this to Jerry McGee uh, when Fletcher broke it, uh, when they were in the NCAA tournament. I said, Jerry, you're the key to this, your willingness to submit, because Jerry McGee walked into a gym, sat down in the bleachers on the top row away from people, and just sat away from them. I remember coaching him in the Dominican. Fletcher, we're playing in the game. I look up. Jerry has Jerry's not sitting behind our bench. Jerry's not giving any ideas what he thinks we should have done. Jerry stays away. Um, it's unbelievable. And I and I remember saying that to Jerry, and it was emotional for Jerry for because I'm sure it was hard. He had an opinion. He was a good athlete. Jerry played college football, hmm. but he saw Fletcher as more important than the dream. Even Fletcher's own dream. This is what I love about just doing a conversational style of podcast, because you didn't even know what my final purpose was. What's the final purpose? The final purpose is the one where you are focusing on creating a mature adult version of your child. And that's really like you have to understand. So you have to know what it means. And this is good for ourselves. We need this for ourselves as we grow ourselves, which is what we just talked about. You have to know what it, what is my goal for myself? What do, what do I want to become? 
and that's a journey and that sometimes there can be some surprising twists and turns but really just understanding that this is what the rich stable mature fruiting tree um looks like that has become mature in christ like this is what this is what a, a man in christ looks like this is what a woman in christ looks like and looking at your kid and saying okay watching intently to see what is their gifting and what are they going to become and that's literally what you're talking about like it's not about developing what you want in them it's about developing what's there in them that's really good and so that's and that's literally i think that's a great place to end this uh as we you know next week uh, we'll be talking about kids in comfort zones so it's so important and and it's it's difficult for me right i want i want to talk about philosophy to finn i have no like finn's six years old so talking to philosophy with him um is not really on the cards right in the cards right now but eventually i know like i have to watch and see what what needs to be developed in him and just to support him and help him there and really i I don't remember who said this and i'm gonna butcher it but the goal is there there should be nothing greater as a parent than to have your kids surpass you. And obviously that's not going to happen because we don't just have like greater and greater kids, but like that's what your that's what your attempt should be is to is to create something out of your kid that they where they're they're real like constantly just making things better. Um do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I, 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 I I'm we're on a podcast so we can agree to disagree, I guess, but I I I think we need to be careful because some kids just aren't going to surpass their parents. I want my kids, and I know you'll agree with this, just want the kids to be what God wanted them to be yeah. to the fullest extent, um, and that they would uh, glorify God with everything they say and do with their life. And it's not going to be an easy process. Yeah. That doesn't mean there isn't pressure, but I would rather them have, and I do this to myself, I have self-imposed pressure. And I think even sometimes I need to be careful about that. Mm. We are in Christ. I'm good in Christ. I don't need to be perfect. And you said that in another podcast. I, I, you were confused when you read, be perfect. Okay. Right, right, right. In the King James. And King James, be mature. Be, yeah, complete. And if there's a, there'll be a day that, you know, and, and it's a process. Been awesome. Thanks, PJ. Love it. All right.